Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to Mobby's Corner for episode two of season two. I definitely hope that you guys are having an amazing day, a nice, beautiful day on this sunny but cold day for the most part. But it doesn't matter how the weather is, as I always say, we are not going to complain because we are here in the land of the living. But on a serious note, if you do have to go outside and it is cold where you are, please make sure that you are bundling up, that you are taking your vitamins, staying hydrated, uh, mainly with water, and trying to just avoid the flu that are going on. Uh, my house has already been hit twice. I'm the only one, knock on wood, still standing. Hopefully I don't get sick or anything. Uh, but my daughter got sick last week and now my mom is sick, except for, I think my mom does actually have the flu. I'm not 100% sure. Um, because she hadn't went doctor just yet. Um, but nonetheless, you know, I like to go ahead and get inside of the show. And as I told you guys from the very beginning of season two, I had a lot of great surprises for you guys. Um, wanted to do some things that were a little different this season. And I want to start with those surprises as of today. Um, as you guys know, it's towards the end of the year. A lot of people start looking into home ownership, but they don't really have the guidance or don't know where to go or have so many different questions on how to handle everything. So I wanted to make sure that I provided you guys with some people that could help you guys. And today, without further ado, I have a power couple of real estate, the Denmarks, that are going to be joining us today and telling us all about the real estate industry and home ownership. Hey, beautiful. How you doing? Hey. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, how are you guys this morning? We are good. doing great. We're doing great. Good, good, good. I'm excited to have you guys. Um, I know for myself, I'm actually looking into home ownership. Tried it last year and then I gave up. Honestly, I was like, yo, I ain't doing this. Can't because... give up. You can't give up. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, it's crazy because literally like last year was around September, maybe September 9th, 10th, somewhere in there. I was like, you know what? I got this job, which I've always had good jobs, but I was switching over to a different job. This one was federal. So I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and try it. Tried it, got approved for 240000 And I kid you not, like within a week, the, the prices just started skyrocketing. And I was just like, okay, I still see some houses that are within the price range. You know, I'm trying to do everything that I can. Kept getting outbid, kept getting outbid. And I was just like, these cash offers and all these people coming from around the world make me want to fight. And I'm not even a violent person, but I'm like, <laughs> doing this. Um, and then nobody ever explained to me that um, the offer was only good for 60 days. So what I ended approved. up doing, yes, the approval. Um, so I was just like, you know, okay, I'm just going to take a break because like I said, I was starting a new federal job and it took the training itself took almost like two or three months. So I was like, let me just focus on my training and then I'll pick up where I left off in January to start looking again. Well, at that point, that's when, of course, the approval letter was already expired. Again, nobody oh. told me. Yeah, nobody told me this. Like the realtor I was working with, she didn't like nobody said anything. So I was like, okay, so I had to try to go back and get reapproved. Could not get reapproved. So I was like, this is crazy. I don't understand how I can't get reapproved. I think I kept trying up until probably about March. And I had like two different companies. One company was like, oh, yeah, they didn't have a problem with doing a 230000 whatever, whatever. Um, and then next thing you know, they were just like, well, we can see about doing 189000 And I'm like, yeah, you're a joke. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I was like, in this industry, yeah, I'm going to be living in a box. Kid. And I was like, that's not going to happen. So I tried another person and they were all gun ho, same thing. They were like, yeah, 215, 220. I'm like, all right, cool. 
And kid you not, like the day of everything, he called me and he was like, yeah, well, my manager is saying 189000 And I was like, yeah, that's a no-go. And next thing I know, he texted me and he was like, they really feel like 89000 And I was like, what the oh, hell do you yeah. expect? Me? Yeah, I was like, what do you expect me to buy with that? So at that point, I got so upset. I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to renew my lease to my townhouse here. I'm going to pray about this, see what's going to happen. And we're just going to go from there. So super duper excited about this episode when I say that, because I'm just like, I'm like everybody else. What am I missing? What am I doing wrong here? Like, help me help you type thing. (laughs) If, If we know, we can tell it. Yes, so I'm definitely glad to have you guys. But I, of course, don't want to steal your shine. I want you guys to go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Ashley Denmark. And I'm Antonio Denmark. We've been investing in real estate since April of 2009. We've done over 100 real estate transactions, more so fix and flips, over 100 of them. Um, We stopped counting at 100, so we know there's more just at 100. We just was like, all right, we met the goal. We can stop counting from here. Um, we are in the Birmingham, Alabama area. Our primary focus is buying houses, renovating it, but putting lease option tenant buyers in it. People who can't afford a house right now, don't know how to buy a house right now and really teach them and create a plan for them to go from renting to owning. Yeah, that's really dope. I wish you guys were here. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I really do. Like, that's really dope because... I do feel like just, you know, and I look on Facebook sometimes, I just, I try to stay away from the news, but I am a crime junkie news guru. So I see all the time where it's like people are wanting to buy, but they can't afford it right now. But then the rent, they're just like, they don't give them the option to buy or to help. They don't really give them that guidance. So I feel yes. there's not that many people out there that's doing things that you guys are doing as far as helping individuals get to where they, they need to be. Um, so with that being said, what caused you guys to want to go into real estate? I think we both had different reasons for going into real estate. I had family members that had done it when I was younger, but I didn't know the details behind it. Right. Um, I think Antonio more so got turned on to real estate by a coach when the oh, coach wow. took him to an auction and just showed him that houses were literally not being sold um and I get Tony you can tell that I'm not gonna tell your story yeah uh, <laughs> I, I got intrigued with real estate just from the standpoint of uh I viewed it as a way to not get a job honestly not have a nine-to-five <laughs> so I, I've been a basically an entrepreneur all my life and it was the way that I seen because I was just coming out of college and it was like, I don't want to get a job, but if I do, if I have to, I will. Right. So, like she said, my coach introduced me to real estate. Uh, we got some training. And I we seen the light together. And we set our goal to buy 10 houses so that we didn't have to work for anybody. Oh, that's freaking awesome. And that was far past reality, though. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. And I'm sure there's probably like a lot of challenges that you guys come across in real estate either as well that make you probably want to be like, oh, I shouldn't have did it. But at the same time, it's paying. It's definitely paying off for you guys from what I've seen. It has definitely paid off. And yes, there are some days where I want to throw in the towel, but we, we're we good accountability partners where we have to remind yeah. each other like it's, it's not for us. It's for right. others. 
and God put us here to be a blessing to his people. So that's exactly what we have to do. Yeah, so we, and we still reach the goal, just not with 10, but <laughs> we, we have been full-time real estate entrepreneurs, investors since 2016. Since 2016. So we, we haven't oh, wow. had a nine to five, quote unquote, since then. Jeez, that's man, that's freaking amazing. Thank you. That's freaking amazing. I'm happy for you guys nonetheless. So I want to start with, of course, home ownership. Um, what are some things that you guys see that people like some issues that they've run into or like common issues? I would talk from a general overall standpoint. You can maybe go in a little detail. Okay. Lack of knowledge. Mm. I, I, I think that a lot of people have a lack of true knowledge and there's a lot of I'll call them falsehoods or false narratives that's out there about mm. ownership and a lot of times we take it at face value and right. don't do our own research and don't get around the right people that can help us absolutely I would say um, cars are what lack a lot of people from getting a house um a lot of times many people get a car before they buy a house and yeah. that four five hundred dollar car payment can take you off thousands when it comes to an affordability for buying a house yes. and a lot of people don't know that so if you right. can get your car after your house that's like the best thing to do. Go get a car from the auction, pay five, ten thousand dollars and get a car cash, but don't get a car note before you buy a house. Right. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense because you gotta think about your debt to income ratio has now went up. Yes. When you have that. Yes. Yeah, so no, that makes perfectly good sense. Um, now I know you said that there's a lot of narratives that people kind of go under and what have you. So let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to like the different apps or what have you that help boost people's credit. Have you ever seen that where those apps and what have you aren't true or like they're not right when it comes to the, to somebody's like credit score and what have you, like, is it accurate at all? Which kind of tell me which apps are you referring to? I feel like you're referring to two different kinds. Well, so okay. So I know a lot of people have told me this. Um, and I know matter of fact, one of the realtors had told me about like the kickoff app and I think it's like some app through Experian or what have you that it keeps up with your payments and all this other stuff. Uh -huh. But it's like if you pay everything on time or like you're renting everything, it adds like it boosts up your credit score. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't really know too much about that. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I hear you telling me about it, you know. And I research it because I'm a research guru. Like that's just always been me regardless of what the topic is. So I'll research it. And it's like, I'll see this 50-50 where some folks are like, oh, that didn't work for me or that didn't happen. And then I'll see other people like, oh yeah, it's great. And I'm just like, is this even accurate? Because if Credit Karma and Experian, they don't accurately report your credit score, what make you think these apps are supposed to be boosting your credit score is accurate? So I think that's a two-part question. Um, the first part is whenever your credit score is pulled, there are different algorithms that's pulled pertaining to what you're trying to get. So gotcha. your credit score is going to be different when you're buying a house from when you're buying a car from when you're getting a loan. Mm. Those are three different sets of credit scores because the algorithms are weighed differently. So some things are way higher than others depending on 
which type of lending you're trying to get. Um, From the credit boosting side, um, if it's sponsored by Experian, then it's probably going to boost just your Experian and not your TransUnion and your Equifax. So like Experian boost, those are going to report only on Experian credit report. They're not going to also report on your TransUnion and Equifax. So mm-hmm. yes, your Experian may be boost, but what happens if the mortgage company that you have are their way heavy more on TransUnion and Equifax? Right. You guys still there with me? So with Experian Boost, those are just some things that you have to look for. Um, Self-lenders are really good. Self-lenders is... Go to, I think it's self.com is the website, but that's really good for boosting your credit scores. And it reports to all three bureaus. Yes. So self lending. Oh, okay. All three. What are some other sites that boost? Rent reporters. If you are renting. A- all right, you guys are breaking up on me just a little bit. I know you said if you're renting an apartment. you are renting an apartment and you are you've been paying it on time and you've been living there for quite some time if you've been living there for at least two years or less you can go to rent reporters and rent reporters will actually report that apartment to your credit so then you can get credit for that and that's a credit booster definitely didn't know that one yep so you have rent reporters and rental Rental Karma, I think is what it's called, the second one. But both of those, you show that you're getting mail from that apartment. You show that you are um, living there. They will contact your landlord every month about around the, if your if your rent is due on the first, they'll contact them like around the 10th mm-hmm. and they'll just send them a quick email. Hey, has this person paid on time? And it's just a yes or no click and it reports to your credit. All three bureaus. Oh, wow. All this time. Mm, mm, mm. So there's so many ways that can boost it. I would say if you're looking to boost it, look for places and things that are going to boost all three and not just one. Right. That makes sense. Okay. That's that. I didn't know. I knew some of those, but some of these I had never even heard of. So I got some stuff I got to do when I get off the phone with you guys. That's uh, the, uh, also, uh, we, th- there are what's called trade lines. Okay. Um, and some lenders accept it. Some lenders don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what trade line is, is let's say that you're, let's say you're married and your husband has a credit card he's had for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's been paying it on time and he has a, yo, a low utilization. Mm-hmm. He can add you to that credit card as an authorized user, and you will get all of his history from that card. Oh, that's not bad. 
And that is one of the quickest ways to boost your credit score across all three bureaus. That's Yeah, that's actually not bad. I've heard of that a little bit, but I've always thought they always oh, well, get your parents to do it or get a friend. And I'm like, I don't know if I get a friend to add. No, well, and- you can't just get anyone. To that's why it. I was like, I don't know. Because I do remember I talked to a lender um, one time and he told me to do that. And I was like, buddy, you sound just as sketch as the next one. I was like, I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. That didn't even I, sound right. I'm, I'm, I can tell you it works. I'm here to tell you it, it works. It has worked. It's proven. We've helped many people get into houses with that strategy. Yes. Right. Just with the right person, though, is the biggest yes. thing. Yes. But you can also, you can buy trade lines. So you don't have to get a family member. You can buy really? trade lines. Yes. You can buy trade lines from people and they can add you on. Um, some companies will add you on for like 60 days um, till you close on that house. And you just have to know exactly what it is that you're looking for. So are you looking, do you need your credit score boost? Are you looking for something that has low utilization? Or are you looking for something that has history and age? Because your credit score may, maybe your credit report only has two years of history on it. Right. At the top. So in that case, you need age more so than you need um, utilization. Gotcha. So just knowing what it is that you need and then finding someone that has that right okay so with the trade lines is there like a website or anything people would need to go to or you can just simply google it i would say check out our website go to the denmarks.us and then click on denno's funding and let's have a let's have a 15 minute consultation where we can talk about what you need and then get you connected okay that sounds really good. I definitely did not know some of this. This this is why you guys are the goat of real estate. <laughs> we, we just did to help people. Right. And that's I, our goal. And that's what, what's needed. Like I said before, that's definitely what's needed. Um, so I'm definitely glad that you guys are in the game. And Antonio, I'm glad you didn't want a job. So it all, <laughs> it all worked out. So one thing that I did see with you guys is that um, – the whole recycling your down payment money. I have never heard that. So okay. what is that exactly? So that that goes to the real estate investing side. Okay. Um, if you're interested in building that portfolio and you're looking to buy a house and really just start building that generational wealth, a lot of people think you need a hundred thousand, you know, just to start real estate when right. really that's not the truth. If you had, let's say, $20,000 and you wanted to invest in real estate, there's a way that you can buy a house, put down that $20,000. You would learn how to, what houses you need to buy that fits that range, how mm-hmm. to renovate the house, how to refinance the house um, so that you can get that initial down payment back and then use it again to start building your portfolio. Yeah, in the in the real estate world, if anybody want to look it up, uh, we call it the Burr Method. Uh, and it's B-R-R-R. So it's buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. Mm. Okay. And that repeat is where it's the most crucial part because that's where you're recycling that money and you're able to do 
you're able to get multiple houses just from that first initial $20,000. Oh, wow. I can believe that, though. But, wow. So there's a lot to know and to learn about real estate, whether it be home ownership or actually flipping houses. Wow. Yes. Real, real estate is a big industry. There are right. so many niches. There are so many ways that you can provide for your family. Um, I will encourage everybody to explore it. Absolutely. Um, because it can change your life. Yes. It, it has changed our life. You guys, I, I'll tell you one thing. If you don't have anybody else, I'm definitely about to go look into this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nobody else that listens, um, decides not to do it i promise you i will definitely be doing so and i will be going to your website and everything else because when i tell you that i am not trying to renew my lease i've been here for four years four years oh it's time to go yeah you didn't pay so much of their mortgage off (laughs) my rent went up this year to like 1300 yes ma'am and that is why i think for me speaking on myself that's part of why i'm so frustrated because it's like everybody keeps telling me, no, 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 you can't afford a house for two fifty or this, that, and the third. But I'm like, how can I not when I'm paying for a townhouse for thirteen hundred a month? So maybe if you have some credit cards, I would say before you try to get pre qualified again, mm-hmm. if you have some credit cards, try to get them down to like the lowest possible denominator you can get. See, to. I don't have any. See, this is the thing. I had talked to a lender in Birmingham. And one of the reasons I went to him because I knew who he was. So I went to him and he told me to do it was some type of rescore ordeal or mm-hmm. whatever. Because yeah. he told me that I was missing like 20, 30 points or something to be able to get the USDA loan or what have you. And I was like, okay, cool. And one of his biggest things was he told me that I had to get a major credit card because I don't have at the time I didn't have any uh-huh. credit cards. He told me to get a major credit card. Um and I forgot what he told me the limit needed to be now. But I was like, okay. So I did. I went and got one from Capital One. And I got the limit at 300 Because I'm like, I know I wasn't going to use it. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. I'll use just enough and use 10% of it a month. You know, just to make it seem like it has some type of utilization. But that was it. So I did all of that. And then I still got denied. And I was like, I am not understanding. Every time I do something that everybody's telling me to do or the lenders, it's coming back almost like to bite me in the behind because it's not working um let's talk about that let's talk about let me that. backtrack for one second okay okay um another thing that we use to boost credit scores is to secure credit cards i do have one of those that that's kind of one of our in our package to where you can go to the bank and you can put down 300 500 right. and they will give you a credit card in return and allow that to report to your credit, even though it's your own money. Right. So the one thing I will say is that you have to understand how credit works. Right. Um, and, and I can almost tell you just by listening to your story, what happened, what happened with you is you got the new car, but understand that, credit works off the average of your credit history. So Mm -hmm. when you got a new car, that lowers your average history on your credit report, which in turn brought your score down temporarily. Okay. But after two or three months of it reporting, it will go back up. 
Gotcha. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't have did it. I wouldn't did a rapid rescore with a secure card. I would have said come back in two or three months. See, yeah. Let's do a rapid rescore then because the trade line wouldn't have reported. You would have got the bounce back from taking that hit of just getting a new card. And you would to have a revolving credit on your report. So, yes. And, but I want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit too, Sonia. Your credit score is made up of different categories. So if you don't have credit cards revolving credit on your credit on your credit report, mm-hmm. then you don't have a score for that section. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure that it's going to count your increase, but that's the smallest. It's going to count your age of accounts, how long you've had your oldest account to your newest account, the average of it. It's going to account for your utilization. And it's going to account for what type of mixture of accounts do you have? Do you have revolving? Do you have installments? Those are the key factors that help boost your credit score. So if you don't have, if you don't have revolving, which are credit cards, um, if you don't have installments, then you don't have any room for your credit score to grow and reach its mm. potential. That actually makes sense. Cause see, it's never, of course, it's never been broken down to me that way. Because I've, <laughs> I've asked, like, honestly, I have sat here and I can't even tell you how many lenders. Like, I know one, me and him are really cool. And I have asked this man tons of different questions. I have, and it's just like, he'll tell me to do this or he'll tell me to do that or like the rapid rescore. He was like, well, I've never even heard of a rapid rescore. And I was just like, okay, so now I'm confused as how you're a lender and you don't even know what I'm talking about. So it's like I have truly, when I say I've genuinely researched and looked up things that I thought was supposed to be beneficial for me, only for it to find out, like, oh, it's not working. That was part of why I told myself, like, yo, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I have tried multiple times for this to work for just myself. And then I'm just like, it's not working. But I told myself, I was like, look, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not renewing this lease. I'm not doing it. You Not can do it. You you it. sound like you're close. Now I do have I am gonna be a bear of bad news for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um one mistake I think that we make as a people is we want to buy our dream house on the first house. I think that we our parents kind of did that thing. It was the forever home. It was the forever home, right? But today it's not about buying that dream home on your first home. It's about buying a home and, right. and starting that home ownership process and understanding that this is only a stepping stone. And right. that as I understand credit, as I get my increase in income, this house, which is a starter house, will become an asset. It will become in an investment. Yes. And you'll get another house. Mm. I'll admit, you guys might be onto something. <laughs> I, we, we, I mean we have hundreds of these conversations so we understand it and we we have to understand that the first step is getting home ownership right. even if it's not as much as we want even if it's not as big and as pretty as we want I'm not telling you to go live where you're uncomfortable I'm saying you gotta start somewhere right somewhere Right. I can't get that pool right now. <laughs> well, see, it is <laughs> so funny because honestly, I wasn't, when I first went into it, 
the first thing I said, I was like, I don't want to build a house from the ground up, even though I know it's more equity in it. I'm, I was like, I just don't want to do it because the rooms are too small and it's this. Like, it was just everything for me that was like, no, the backyard's too small. It's this, that, on and so <laughs> forth. Like, I was like, no. And I had a friend of mine, she was just like, but there's more equity in the new home. I don't care. I don't want to do it. Like, I was dead set. I'm not doing a, a starter home. Well, a new home or whatever. So when I left from there, I was like, you know, I just want to get one that's already built, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I started looking at some of them and I kept running into the same thing. The rooms are too small. I don't like this. I don't like that. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not willing to settle. Now, certain things I just flat out would not, I'm not going to settle on. But now here I am again a year later and I'm like, yo, <laughs> just give me the qualification, give me the approval and I will just take the doggone thing and whatever house is there that at least accommodates me and my daughter that's all I want that's it I was like I don't care at this point like I I was like that is it because my thing is like my baby's 11 and my goal was to have a house by the time she was in middle school this is her first year in middle school and I'm just like yo I am behind because I still don't have that house so my thing is more so of now like look just give me the house for her to be here up until high school whatever and then I can go sell this house if not before when she graduates go ahead and give me the money and then I'll get a different one of what I really want so yeah at this point I definitely see what you're saying like I'm not doing this whole dream house. No, not right now. Yeah, and, and, and people and people don't like having that conversation. Agents don't like having that conversation. Mortgage brokers don't mortgage like mortgage brokers don't like having that conversation. Um, so it's one of them conversations to where somebody has to have somebody got to say it, and, right. and a lot of times it's just haven't been said that way before. It's it's just hey, I'm gonna buy a house, and this is a social media world. And I want to be able to post my house mm-hmm. and see how big and pretty it is. But it's it's steps to it. It's a process. Right. And, and some people are fortunate enough to go right into it, but most people aren't. Right. Most people you gotta start and build up. Right. I think my first house that I bought, I didn't even I don't even know why they lended it to me. It was for thirty five thousand, and it was tore up from the floor, <laughs> and I was just so happy. Like, oh, I love the, I love the structure of this house, and it probably took me a whole year to fix it up. Um, but it was just, it was a process, and I knew I can afford. At that point, with my eyes closed, no matter what happened, I can afford it. I think right. the mortgage on it was like $350. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Lord, I need that to come back ASAP. I, look, <laughs> I need it to come back, too. Speaking of that, so I keep hearing people, or a lot of people hoping anyway, that the market crashes. I may be one of those people. Mm. <laughs> so, like, in all honesty, did you guys foresee? I personally don't, but I know you guys are actually in the industry. So do you guys foresee the market crashing or coming down within like say the next six months to a year so i'm i'm not 100 percent sure as far as data data says that it's not going to crash because it hasn't it hasn't reached that tipping point to crash right but out here in the real world it feels like it's going to crash right just the data doesn't support it right now. i would use a different word i wouldn't use crash i would use correction yeah and Prices, like prices are going to come down, but 
but they're not going to go back to 2008, 2009 situation. Yeah, no, now that I already knew. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at a house the other night on uh, Realtor.com, and the house was pricing at 178 and it's a good neighborhood and everything. And I said, okay, what's wrong with the- I just knew something was wrong with the website, because I said, ain't no way. You're going to tell me this house is 178 yes. and it's 20 I was like, there has to be something wrong. But no, it was right. And I was like, is this a sign, Lord? Like, if you yeah, think- like prices, prices are coming down. Prices I'm, are coming down. We do put property, we do flip properties too. So, like, a property right. that we projected to sell for 240000 right now is at 200000 mm. So, it's not a thing where it's going to go to 150000 but right. prices are coming down all over and more inventory is going to be on the market. So a lot of investors and homeowners are going to need to get out of these properties because they can't sell them for what they thought they could sell it from and they right. held them too long. Right. So no, that makes sense. So then what do you guys foresee with the interest rates as well do you foresee those coming back down or you think those are going to stay the same too from what i heard from a mortgage broker a few weeks ago they're expecting another hike in the short term yes jesus lord have mercy yes so i would say do what you got to do lock in your pre-approval now see the whole catch with me though because my lease is not up until june 4th and that's been the biggest thing for me because i'm just like it's up in June 4th. My goal is to start actually trying to get pre-approved and all that stuff again in January because I have to let my uh, leasing office know April 1st if mm-hmm. I'm renewing or not. So you can also ask your leasing office if I needed to break this lease, how much will I need to pay? I actually did ask them that last time when they pissed me off, to be honest with you. And <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I tell you this whole summer, like, we didn't even have air. And we stay in a nice area, like, a really nice area and everything. And I think that's what really kind of was the tipping point for me because I was like, yo, I pay you way too much for me not to have an AC unit. And then you know I don't have one. And then when I ask you for a portable unit or a window unit, you're hesitant to give it to me. But yet I have a whole kid that has bronchitis. That's not okay. Then when I offered to just buy it, my dog on something, like, it ain't like I don't have the money. I'll do it myself. And they're like, well, we won't reimburse you. Oh, okay. So... That's how we don't play this game. Right. So after that, I was like, I'm done. And I did ask them. And they were like that. um, They did give me a price. They said basically it would be whatever the uh, market price is and whatever is left on my actual lease. So I want to say the market price. Most people that are moving over here in the townhouse area, most of them are coming in 1400 Yes. And it's only going up. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Most of them are, because I know even just over here, their two bedrooms are running close to twelve right now. So yeah. Whatever it's gonna be, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. That's all I know. So and I'm you can ask to. the seller for assistance. Oh, okay. You can you can include that in your needing to break your lease. Hmm. So you can be creative. Creative. Be as Clearly. creative as possible. Don't don't wait just because your lease is up because what's gonna happen is gonna get higher. Right. Or it may not be anything available right now. I can promise you right now that a lot of people are trying to get into a house before the holidays, so they're looking. So now's the right. time. And then there's investors that really need to get houses off their books before the end of the year. Right. 
Yeah, I'm definitely willing to give you some incentives, give you some seller credits that could go Mm. towards you um, paying your rent off to get up out that lease. Yeah, I got some. I don't have to work today. (laughs) All I'm supposed to do is go take her to go see Wakanda forever after school. Oh, that's a must see. Look. I said I was shocked. I went to go buy the tickets this morning and it was rated at a three star. And I was like, excuse me? Am I looking at the right movie? Like everybody has been saying that I did have one person that said that he would give it a six out of ten. But of course, you know, he wouldn't tell me why. And I was like, that's fine. You know, I gotta watch it anyway. But I've heard it's really, really good. And then I saw that three star out of five. I said, wait a minute, they must have marked the wrong movie or something because I a heard. lot of people have been really harsh on it, but I I, I enjoyed it, it. I enjoyed it. I feel like we will as well. My daughter's big into all those movies, and I, I just I go and support it. Um, now I did like, of course, the first movie, so I'm just like I don't see why I wouldn't like this one. Um, so I definitely said that we're gonna go and watch it this afternoon. She's already been bugging me for a whole week. And she told me this morning, she was like, mommy, I'll be ready when we get out of school. And I'm I know, just, that's like, right. I was like, Lord, my child. I was like, she is not letting up on it. So yes, once we go see this movie, uh, I got some things to look at. Because you guys have given me a better insight, just even on the little things that I knew, but didn't fully know, apparently. Um, you guys have definitely helped me. And I, I'm sure you guys are going to help a lot more of my listeners. I'm excited. No problem. Like, you guys have made me excited all over again because I legit is crazy. Um, which, you know, I sat here last night. I think it was like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I legit just got up and I just prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I was like, Lord, please let it be in your favor that I get a house next You year. can do it. I, I promise you, you can do it. I promise you, it's just a couple little tweaks that you need. If you was that close to where they gave you an approval, you it's only a couple tweaks. And mortgage brokers, a lot of times, they don't know. You, you We go to them for help, mm-hmm. but a lot of them don't understand credit through and through. They're just True. living off the computer and what the computer tells them. Right. So we understand credit through and through. We understand how to be creative with the different mortgage lenders to make it happen. And I was just going to say, just getting you someone that knows it, that can have that conversation with you, can really get you to the next level. Yes, I've learned that too. If you need a creative one, just let us know and we'll connect you. Um, tr- like I said, I will trust me. I'm gonna contact you. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, when I tell you, oh my gosh, like you guys would not, you would not understand. You would not like. That makes us so happy. God, like you just have no idea. Have no idea. Um, when uh, Carisha and, and shout out to Carisha Galvanate yes. Galvating Wellness. She has her own travel agent um, business. I have to shout her out. But when Carisha sat there and texted me, I was like, yo, what's his info? Like, <laughs> you sent me their info. Um, because I was like, yeah, I need that. Like, I've been trying to figure out, like, I want to do different things with the show. But I said that in particular has been on my heart heavy. Like, I need to really talk about real estate because people always come to me and they look at me as, oh, well, my Mabalay, you're so resourceful and you're so knowledgeable. You know so much stuff. And I'm just like, I do, but at the same time, I'm not in that industry. So I can only tell you so much. 
Yes. So it's like, I let me find somebody that knows. Or it's like when I think I find somebody that knows, prime example, the lender, when I had asked him questions and he had no clue what I was talking about. I'm like, why am I talking to you? Like, I, legit, I was getting mad. And, you know, I was trying to be respectful. But at the same time, I felt mm. a different part of me coming out. Like, why are you wasting my time? You know, because I'm like, dude, I, now I don't want to do business with you. And, and that's how I truly felt. And I was like, yeah, let me cross him off my list. I'm not even going to do business with him because... Now, you don't know what you're talking about. And I've spoken to some realtors. I had a realtor that sweet as could be, but just wasn't there. Like, I'm one of those people. I need somebody that is very forceful, but not in a mean way. But I need you to be knowledgeable and sound like you know what you're talking about, even when you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you're talking about. And just, it wasn't there. And I was just like, wait. Like, I would say stuff to her. And it was always, well, let me go check with this person. And I'm just like, so why, why, why are you saying that you're a realtor? Why? And I get it. Everybody has a starting point. Everybody's new. Yes, that was my yes. biggest thing. And that's why I think I tried to give so much grace to when I was talking to the person. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm you need to get make a house. Me- huh? You're like, I'm trying to get a house. Right. And that's kind of how I felt. And I even felt so guilty to where I had told one of my best friends, I was like, Yo, I feel guilty for almost saying that she's slow, but something is like, like something is just not clicking because I'm I'm asking questions and most of the stuff I would know, or there would be stuff I would say to her or break down to her that she's like, so you've really done your research. Yes, I have. But again, I am a research guru. So if you say something to me and I don't understand it, or you just don't sound confident enough for me to believe you, which I normally don't believe folks anyway. I'm going to research everything I can, or I'm going to go to somebody that I feel like can help me understand. And she just wasn't doing that. And I was like, man, I, I keep running into these roadblocks. And I'm like, Lord, if you just telling me not to get a house and say that, but I'm like, I know that's not what you're saying, but clearly I just, if there's another Avenue you want me to go and I'm not seeing it right now, or it's just not my time. Like, that's what I kept having to tell myself. Maybe it's not my time. Maybe it's not my time. And I was like, no, well, why would I get approved for 240? And it's not my time. But I'm like, yeah, you know, I kept, when I say I've been battling myself back and forth, like this whole year to the point where I was like, yo, I need somebody to have a crystal ball and just let me know. Where am I going? <laughs> like, where am I going? What am I doing at this point? Because I'm like, everything else has fall, fallen into place for me at this point. Like, I got a good job. I'm working under NASA now. And I'm like, my kid got into the magnet school when she auditioned. So I'm like, everything is right. So the only everything thing I'm missing right now, yeah, is is the house. We're going to get it for you. Absolutely. Don't give up. Do your I'm homework. Good. And then let's talk about it. And use we, your resources, which are us. I was about to say, you guys, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to use you guys. But it has been a wonderful pleasure speaking with you guys. I definitely feel like this is going to end up having to be a part two. No um, problem. We're here for it. But definitely want to thank you guys so very much for doing the show here with me um, and helping myself and my listeners. And as I always say to all my listeners, thank you guys so much for listening to me and sharing the podcast and all that good stuff and of course at the end of the podcast i will have all of the denmark's contact information if you guys need to contact them the websites that they refer to in the episode and as always thank you for joining mobby's corner bye-bye